Welcome to today's episode of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. Today we will be talking about what to do if you hate dealing with money. What if you know that you need to deal with money but you just never do it? Money can be super frustrating at times and something that we don't always want to deal with, which is understandable. But I also want to come at this from the angle of why it is so important to still manage your money so you aren't burdened by it and so that it becomes easier to manage it. I also have some great tips to share for how you can make it easier for yourself to manage your money. The money talking points from today's episode are, do I dislike managing money? How can automating my money help me? With those two talking points in mind for you to go and discuss with your friends, I have an awesome, like exciting announcement to make. We've just crossed 900 listens, which means we're less than 100 away from 1,000. So I'm super excited to continue to do this podcast and grow it and hit those milestones. But keep those money talking points in mind today as you discuss with a friend about how we hate dealing with money and how dealing with money can be a burden. But with all of that in mind, let's get right into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It's a topic that gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. Well, this issue is what brought Money Talk with Skylar Fleming to reality. I know you're probably busy and don't have the time to research and learn about all things that go into personal finance, but that's where this podcast, Money Talk with Skylar Fleming, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming, and I'm here to do the research and learn all the extra stuff about personal finance for you. The goal is to simply get us talking about money. So let's get talking. Today, we're going to be talking about managing your money. And mainly, I want to define this as the perspective of if you hate managing your money. And if you just don't want to deal with it, what do you do? Well, my main first point is that you can't afford to not handle your money. You can't afford to not care about your money. It's going to cost you so much more down the road than the little bit of stress that it causes up front. So that's the perspective I would like us to take going into this discussion is that it's something that's absolutely essential. And I'm sure that everyone has an area in their life where they know something needs to be changed, but they just never change it. So If you're just killing it with money, you listen to way too many financial podcasts and you're just doing good with your money and this isn't really a topic that applies, I I would say take this discussion and apply it to a different area of your life where you know something needs to be changed but it's just a pain to change it and you don't really want to do that. But what do you do if you don't want to take care of your money? But how does that impact you? What if you hate dealing with money? How does that impact your personal finances and your life? Let's talk about that next. All right. Well, like I've said already, you can't afford to not manage your money. One of the greatest impacts that's going to come into your life if you don't know how to manage your money and not necessarily don't know how, but if you don't want to manage your money is credit card debt. It's going to cripple you quickly and effectively. It's going to do its job and put you under this heavy burden of debt where you're always struggling to make the minimum payment. And then as soon as you pay down your credit card, you got to spend it right back up and you never really have freedom thanks to credit card debt. And you're gonna be doing exactly what the banks and credit card companies want you to do, and that's paying interest to them and lining their pockets with more and more money. But advertising also, if you're not managing your money, advertising can come after your hard-earned dollars quickly, and they want to take every penny you have. Think of all those lightning sales that aren't really a sale, but more of just a makeshift marketing holiday. Think of all those different deals where you know that thing isn't really on sale or it's not that on sale. It's like 99 cents off or something. 
but you don't actually need it, but because it's on sale, you want to buy it. Those are the kind of things that you can get looped into. And those are the ways that companies will take advantage of you when you don't have a priority on managing your money. And like I've mentioned before, bank advertisements, credit card companies, they do not have your best interest at heart. They have their pocketbooks and their income streams in mind. They have their bottom line and those fancy little graph charts that they put up on the wall or whatever. And <laughs> they have those in mind and they want to see that number go up. And that means your numbers go down and you get more in debt. I think I don't want to play to the victim mentality because I think everyone has the ability to change their financial situation. But if you're not taking active steps to manage your money, it's not that companies are seeking out to hurt you and to just destroy your life, but that can be a side effect of not managing your money because they're going to come after your hard-earned dollars. They're going to come after credit card debt and they're going to try to drown you in it so that you're paying interest to them and just making the credit card companies more and more and more money. So I hope you can see that the impact of just not wanting to deal with your money can leave you in a really tough financial situation, which in turn compounds and makes it so you don't want to deal with your financial situation. So how do you get out of that? How do you implement dealing with your money when you hate dealing with money? Let's talk about that next. Well, automation is going to be absolutely key here. I have entire episodes previously dedicated to automation. So in your podcast player on my podcast, just search automation or automate, and you're going to find some wonderful episodes that go over automation and how to apply it to your personal finances. But I want to put a piece of that information in this episode, because if you hate dealing with money, you don't want to deal with it. The numbers scare you, the spreadsheets intimidate you, which make sure you're watching out on my social media for some new content coming out about that. But automation, automating your budget, automating your savings. It's free. It's super easy. There's bank accounts that'll easily let you move money to a specific savings account automatically on a scheduled day, like a payday. So you want to make sure you're saving $200 every payday and you know when your paydays are set up that automatic transfer, super easy to automate your savings. And how much stress does that take? None. How much stress does it take when you get a paycheck and then you have to try to decide how much to save, but also you're thinking about your bills at the same time and you're not really sure when everything's going to clear and you think you'll have enough money for rent and you need to make sure to pay off your credit cards, but also you want to buy this gift for, for like notice all the things I'm mentioning that make it very hard to realize how much money you want to save. But if you set up that automatic transfer, those other decisions you have to make will all come in line with the, the amount of money you give, give yourself. You're going to be able to figure out how to live on the amount after you automate your savings. It's just going to happen, which is why like automatic enrollments for 401ks are so good and things like that. Because once you can automate your savings, your life is going to adjust to spend the money you give yourself, which leads me to the anti-budget and automating your budget. Give yourself permission to spend. It makes it a whole lot easier. If you're continually fighting yourself to say, hey, I don't want to spend any money and then you spend money, it just leaves you feeling really bad. You're going to spend money and that's okay. Give yourself some permission to spend with the anti-budget. Anti-budget is just super simplifying it down to say, saving this much and spending this much. So you say, right, this much money has to go to necessities, this much money has to go to savings, and then every other dollar I want you to spend it. Because if you give yourself that permission, when you spend it, you're gonna be, okay, I'm all out of the money I gave myself. And of course, maybe don't spend all of it. It doesn't hurt to save extra money. But when you're limiting yourself to say, I have $400 to spend instead of maybe I have 600 to to $1,000 to spend, 
it's a whole lot easier to keep your spending within that $400 range and say, oh yeah, I don't really need that because it's not going to be able to be affordable within this $400 limit that I've put on myself. And the next great tip for automating is to scale up your goals. So if you are struggling to get by, say you're in a really tough financial situation and debt's weighing you down and you just, you have to get by. Like there's no, you're not going to be able to just instantly flip switches on like 25% savings rates, which is totally understandable. But start out small, set your savings or investing goals and increase it every six months. So start out at saving 1% of every single paycheck is going straight to a savings account. And then in three months, make it 2%. Three more months, make it 3% and then 4%. And then slowly, you're not even realizing that you're saving so much more money as those percentages grow. But also if you're continually increasing those percentages as you get raises, it's going to, by default, save more money. That's why percentage-based contributions to 401ks and stuff like that are so key because it automatically saves that percentage of your raises or an appropriate percentage as you increase and everything just works like magic. Automation is like the steroids to compound interest. Like it's what is going to get you to a new level and make it even easier. It's going to be easier to get to that next level with automation than it would be to try to do it all yourself. So I, I love automation if you can't tell, especially when it comes to personal finances, but also how do you implement dealing with money more? Talk about it more. You have to talk about money more. You'll begin to see all new ways to handle, handle your money. Like I've said before, like if you don't know how to get out of credit card debt, talk to someone about it. They might know this cool trick that's going to allow you to get out of debt really fast. But you can learn from others and you can ask questions that are stumping you. You can ask questions to me, of course. Email me. My email's in the show notes or message me on social media. But ask your friends. Say, hey, this situation with our auto loan is really stumping me. What do you guys think? And then your friend comes back and say, hey, I think you should probably pay a little bit more on your auto loan right now so that later down the road you have a maybe a month or two buffer when you see that large expense coming because you're paid ahead and then you don't have to make those payments for two months. And boom, that's an idea you never thought of. But because you're talking about money more, that relieves that stress. It helps someone else helps come in and talks about money with you. And then you hate dealing with money a little bit less. But I do have some key questions that I've found and thought about for this topic and how we can hate dealing with money and how it can be a huge burden. So let's answer those questions next. All right, first question, how do you get started if you know you need to change? So you've listened to this episode or you've heard a friend talk about money and you're like, wow, I need to implement that into my life. Where do you get started? Small and incredibly simple goals. Build momentum. I think one of the things you'll often hear with getting out of credit card debt is to just start with the smallest balance so that you can get the momentum behind you of paying off that first one. And then you're taking all that money and putting it towards the next smallest one. It's, it's the snowball method and it doesn't necessarily optimize the numbers behind it like the avalanche method might. But the snowball method is great because you start with simple goals and they get rolling and they get rolling quicker and quicker and you're building momentum and that's how you get started if you know you need to change. Let me think of an example real quick. All right, so let's say you're someone who's never budgeted. You've never even so much as put pen to paper and drawn out a grid and you've never wrote down any sort of a budget and it just intimidates you. You've seen massive fancy financials and like things like that that you're like, I don't know how I could ever do that. Like, where do I get started? Okay, budgeting. Let's start with that. 
if you've never budgeted before, you need an incredibly simple goal to start with. So for your first month, all I want you to budget is how much money is going towards housing, transportation, savings, food, and other. That other category is going to be your biggest one because you will eventually need to likely break that category down, but you don't need to do that right now. Housing, which should be a fixed expense, you should know that number, will be easy to budget for. Transportation, you should probably have a pretty good idea of how much money you're gonna spend on gas or on like a transit pass or something like that. Pull, look at your like credit card transaction history if you want to. And then the other ones I said was like housing, transportation, food, you should have a general idea of how much you spend on groceries. And if not, if you set these budget numbers and you're wrong, no big deal. You're okay. You're going to be fine. There's ways to figure that out. It's just to get started. Housing, transportation, food, and then the other ones that I stated that I can't remember at the moment. But start simple. With just, oh, savings and then other. <laughs> okay, get started simple. That's my whole point. Keep your categories small because I know it can be extremely intimidating to look at large financial plans and say, wow, they have so many categories and there's so many things that they're doing with all those categories and they know exactly what's going on. You don't have to, it's okay. Like just get started with simple things that build momentum. So my next question is how do you help someone who knows they need to change their financial situation? Well, you share, but you don't command or overshare. If they ask for help, offer it, but don't force it, your help on them if you notice they need it. No one likes that. Like imagine a situation where you're struggling in your life or something that you maybe you're having a little bit of a difficult time with. And if someone immediately comes to you and says, hey, I noticed you had this uh, problem going on. Can I help you fix it? And you're like, no, like I, I know it's a problem, but like I don't want you to put your foot in the door already without me inviting you sort of thing. So ask for help and then let them ask for help and then offer it to them and be willing to share, but don't overshare. Don't don't come prepared just waiting for them to ask the question and then you unroll this giant blueprint of their entire financial plan until they retire. That's just going to overwhelm them. So keep it simple. Share when they ask. If someone doesn't ask and they don't want help changing their financial situation, I know it can be tough, but there's nothing you can do about it. That's okay. That's their decision. Be there to offer help when it's needed. Make sure you're sharing applicable and relevant information if they ask, but that's, that's kind of it. If someone doesn't want to ask for help, then you can't force them and it won't do any good if you do. But let's wrap up today's episode next. Thank you for listening to today's episode. So how do you get started with all this? Talk to someone else about money. If you're stumped, then ask someone else. If you know someone else who is stuck or doesn't want to manage their money, then maybe start a money talk with them. Ask them questions that you might have about your personal finances. Make sure there isn't a double purpose behind your questions or else they'll be able to tell and it'll get awkward. Because if you're asking a question about something that they know you know is wrong in their personal finances, it's going to be a little weird. But automation is key to getting the ball rolling and to keep it rolling and rolling and building and building. Like I said, automation combined with compound interest is an unstoppable force. So get that ball rolling with automation and get the compound interest building and get your personal finances in order. So if you need someone to talk to about money, email me. My email's in the show notes. You can also message me on social media, of course. But like I mentioned in the episode, keep your eye out on social media because I have some new ideas in the works that will debut there. As always, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend and start a money talk about today's topic. Thank you for listening to Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. Have a great week.
Thank you for listening to Money Talk. The Money Talk show is provided for informational and entertainment purposes and should not be used for personal or specific financial advice. Every situation is unique and different. Please make sure to do your own research for your personal financial situation. Thank you.